Welcome, Cross. This Welcome. is your weekly lecture on sexing and bullying. Um, Gonna its final season soon. Yeah. Uh, I hope you're all studying. <laughs> yes. Hope you are. The hope final you've been practicing. <laughs> the final exam is to go and catch a body. <laughs> Catch a few bodies. We don't, we don't do one body here. Okay. And uh, that is way too vanilla, dude. Way too vanilla. And and, and uh, apply all of these. Yeah. In fact, we'd actually prefer if you each bring a friend to class and then just have a giant orgy. That would be that would be ideal. Actually, yeah. everyone that participates in the orgy gets an A plus. Yeah. And it has to be with a brand new person that you bring to class. And you have to make sure you go through all of these things. But as long as you participate in the orgy, you're getting an A+. Plus. So go find yourself some someone to fuck and tell them you're going to have an orgy in class. You can cross out a bunch of things on your bucket list, you know, fucking in a classroom, mm-hmm. fucking in an orgy, you know, fucking in front of your teacher. It's a, that's the first probably for many. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we also had some some boundaries. You know, we're not trying to fuck our students. Yeah, yeah, obviously not. Eh, I don't know <laughs> if that's obvious. We might. It depends on how you are. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we'll see where things go. Anyways, let's start today's topic on fetishes. Before we get rapey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I am Doctor Lotta Fox, <laughs> and I'm here with my co-professor, mm-hmm. Professor Bearbear. And we're going to talk to you about fetishes, uh, what fetishes are, types of fetishes, how to differentiate between the, a fetish, a preference, a kink, and um, when fetishes may or may not be inappropriate, and so on. Um, so first of all, let's talk about what is a fetish. A fetish is a sexual excitement in response to an object or a body part that's not typically sexual by the current society, such as shoes or feet. This means what is considered a fetish is more likely as a result of the society the individual is in. A person with a fetish might masturbate while they hold, smell, rub, or taste the object. Or they might ask their partner to wear it or use it during sex. Fetishes are usually thought of as synonymous with kinks, but as told by the people at nukibox.com, they are quite different. In short, a kink is something that turns us on and is outside of the predetermined norms of society. A kink could be some could be anything from getting excited by someone wearing stockings, or becoming nearly orgasmic when smelling a partner's sweat to everything within the BDSM spectrum, such as bondage, sadomasochism, to name just a couple possibilities. But so, how is that different from a fetish, you may ask? When someone has a fetish, they experience that attraction to the kinkier side of life, but in a more exclusive way. Fetishes are differentiated by their demanding nature. When it's a fetish and not a kink, the person in question isn't going to be able to enjoy themselves without entertaining that specific desire. For some, fantasizing can be enough, and for others, it might not satisfy. As we know, everybody is different. When someone has a fetish, 
it is something integral to that person's sexuality, whereas a kink is an enjoyable indulgence. Something delightful and delicious, but not absolutely necessary for their sexual fulfillment. Look at it this way. Kinks are like salt. They simply add to the flavor, whereas fetishes are like the food itself. Without them, there is no meal. To make it easier to understand, and also to generalize greatly, we could create a gradient from vanilla to kink to fetish. Basically, all the things we do that are within the predetermined norm lie on the vanilla side of the spectrum, where things lie outside that box that we enjoy would be in the middle near kink category, and finally, the things we cannot sexually do without would be placed around fetish. And, uh, Professor Bever, um, what are the different types of fetishes? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, so there can be uh, physical characteristic fetishes, mm -hmm. which is arousal associated by the way someone looks, be it how big their nose is, or their hair color, or even their race ethnicity. Um, more on that later, but yeah. why that can be a bit dodgy. <laughs> Uh, behavioral, so the state of arousal based on an action. So this could be anything from the act of urinating on someone and being urinated on to masochism, mm. having pain inflicted on oneself, to the act of pretending you're a baby. <laughs> um, a lot of people have baby parent relationships. Yeah. Um, some people like to like, we're back to childlike behaviors, like wearing diapers and drinking out of bottles and stuff. Yeah. Um, objects, so the arousal by inanimate inanimate objects such as a car or a type of shoe mm. well. yeah <laughs> so interesting. Uh, I don't know if this counts as a fetish or maybe I don't know if it would just count actually as a sexual orientation but there are people who are like um, sexually attracted to structures and bridges and things oh. like that there is one woman who legally married the Eiffel Tower in France <laughs> and has said that she has sex with the Eiffel Tower oh um, Sounds like a fetish. A lot of people have sex with bridges, um, wow. with a a tabernacle was one. Whoa. Yeah. Huh. That's that is odd. Definitely outside the norm. Um. So definitely yeah. between kink and fetish. If that is the only way they can fuck, then yes. Yeah, it's like what they're predominantly attracted to. Yeah. That's why I don't. Especially know if, if you're marrying it. Like that sounds. Yeah. So I don't know if it fetishy. counts as an orientation. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. We can probably do some research on that. We can we can speak more on that maybe in the discussion. Yeah. But um, yeah. just just for fun, some interesting fetishes <laughs> are, and this is going to be a test to see if I can pronounce any of this, <laughs> apotemnophilia, mm -hmm. the arousal to oneself as an amputee, which is interesting. So you're aroused and to yourself. To yourself if because you're an amputee. You're an amputee. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Uh, lithophilia, <laughs> arousal to stone and gravel. Wow. Psychrophilia, arousal to being cold and watching others who are cold. <laughs> and stig stigiophilia, stigiophilia, arousal to the thought of hellfire and damnation. <laughs> <laughs> I've had <it> That's <laughs> really intense. That's very intense. I don't know how many uh, preachers and pastors that uh, yeah. works on. <laughs> exactly. Oh damn. Uh, That's interesting. So now we'll just briefly talk about when a fetish becomes inappropriate mm -hmm. because it can. Um, fetishizing people based on a race is a huge example. 
Um, some classic, classic examples of this is the fetishization of Asian women. Such things as their flexibility, their petiteness, mm. their cuteness, or whatever. It's called yeah. yellow fever. Yeah. Or Latina woman for their supposed fiery nature. Mm. Um, as well as the consistent fetishism of black women since the dawn of colonialism. Based on westernized prejudice rooted in racism that always sought to paint women of color as sexually unhinged beings, mm. sexually available for the yeah. taking kind of thing, wow. exoticized on the part of the white men colonizers going to these countries. Mm-hmm. Um, another prevalent issue is the all too common trope of the highly sexual black man mm. who's often sought after for his sexiness, his large member <laughs> and stereotypically black yeah. look. Yeah. Um, a preference or general attraction towards a certain kind of person is not a fetish. Uh, as Todd Strickland writes in an article for the Japan times on this topic hair Eyes, height, body type, even birth country are all deemed acceptable preferences so long as both partners are the same ethnicity. But cross racial lines and the choices made to appear not as a preference but rather as a fetish, a term denoting deviancy and sexual perversion. Um, although common, this idea is fundamentally racist. Its purpose is to discourage interracial relationships and maintain racial normalcy, even racial purity. Mm. So essentially mm. just saying that like, if someone has a preference towards a certain kind of person so let's mm. say a race if we're going to classify people in races yeah it suddenly becomes like this racist thing mm. whereas like if you if you're saying i like white guys but i like redheads mm. then it's like oh that's cool that's okay yeah. you know what I mean? so it isn't necessarily an issue if you have a preference mm. for a certain race for a certain race yeah it can yeah. become an issue as i'm going to now but there's a clear line between preference and racial fetishization so in a 2016 article for the journal of the american uh, philosophical association robin zhang uses the uh, yellow fever example to explain why fetishizing based on race can be problematic Mm. according to zane these kinds of fetishes um often lead to the perpetuation of racial stereotypes long held by colonialism that seek to put individuals into one box set of characteristics without viewing the person as a whole as someone individual of their racial background. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of issues she highlights relate to the depersonalization and homogenization of the subject of the fetish, where they come to feel replaceable because the fetishizer is merely looking for someone of their racial profile without mm-hmm. care of who they are as a person, mm-hmm. as well as the issue of othering, wherein they are separated or held to a different standard than mm-hmm. others. Um, so uh, example of, of liking, let's say, black guys but only liking them if they look how you want them to look um, and not really viewing them as like wholly developed individuals that Mm -hmm. can dress and look and do whatever the fuck they want to do. If you only like them for their, for the stereotype of what the black person or whatever person of that race is, for example, as we mentioned earlier, like like in Asian women only because they're petite, but Mm -hmm. seeing an Asian woman that is, is uh, not, that seeing an Asian woman that doesn't fit that stereotype mm-hmm. doesn't work for you, but seeing a white person that doesn't fit the stereotype of the Asian woman mm-hmm. is works for you because it's if it's if it's only about a certain look, mm-hmm. then it shouldn't really matter mm-hmm. race. But maybe you like certain things about the Asian people. But yeah. if it's about the stereotype, then that's when it becomes an issue. Like a black man only if it's only because he has a massive member or whatever. Yeah. Like then it becomes an issue. But you know, considering them as people. Okay. Yeah. Fetishistic disorder. There we go. A sexual fetish is not a disorder by definition, um, but it can reach that level 
um, if it causes intense lasting distress. So having a fetish does not mean you're mentally ill. Mm. However, it begins if it begins to impede on your quality of life, um, treatment might be necessary. So mm. through psychoanalysis, hypnosis, cognitive behavioral therapy or medication or whatever you feel is helpful for you. Yep. Don't want to dwell too much on that because we don't want to make people feel like if you have a fetish, you're oh yeah, definitely. you have an issue. But like it's it like like any like any good thing. Mm. If you see that it's impeding on your ability to live the life that you want, for example, if it's taken away from your ability to be productive at work or Mm -hmm. to be with your family or whatever else that Mm -hmm. matters to you outside of your fetish, then definitely you can seek uh, help. Maybe start with talk therapy Mm -hmm. and then see what the professional says mm-hmm. to you um there's some further reading that we will include in the links just some articles that give you more information on fetishes but if you want to find people with your fetish it may not be easy on regular uh avenues of meeting people like going to clubs or bars or lounges you can't really tell just from from seeing a person and it may not be seen as it's a fetish it may not be uh <laughs> easy to just talk about with mm-hmm. anyone you never know how they will react so there are resources to meet people with your fetish or at least people who are open to um accepting your fetishes mm-hmm. so for example online communities uh so different uh, online forums um websites for the specific fetish, specific fetish uh, groups on social media, um, uh, classifieds um, in newspapers or online. Also, there usually uh, will be events posted at your local sex shop. Um, those they're most likely to be more open to people on the kinkier side of things. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Looking up events at your local sex shop is always a good idea for you to meet like-minded people. Yeah. yeah. So that's all we have for you today, class. Um, remember, um, come back next week <laughs> with your partners and let's let's all fuck, guys. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Have a good week. We'll see you at the discussion. I'll come with your questions. Bye.